0: Well, hello and welcome to the Pastoral Thoughts Podcast. Today, we have a special guest with us, brother Anthony Saxton, and um, he's going to be a blessing to you today. A lot of us who uh, listen to this will know him. I have known him since I was about four years old. i say for at least 35, 36 years, I have known him, and uh, he used to drive all the way out from Rochester, out to Wayne County, to go to the Heritage Baptist Church. Amen, amen. My father was his first pastor. First love. And uh, Brother Saxon's a giant of a man. And I just remember as a little kid running up to him at church and having him throw me up in the air, bounce me on his knee. And he was a giant of a man. And uh, I just enjoyed his company. He's a blessing. Everybody. Who knows Brother Saxon's always happy and delighted to see him show up at a place. And so we're happy to have him show up on the podcast today.
1: Amen. It's good to be here. Praise the Lord.
0: And uh, love to have him back again and again. But today he's here for a purpose. He's on a mission and uh, he's going to help believers with anxiety, depression, different mental things that uh, we all struggle with and fallen, sinful flesh. Amen. And he's got his own journey and the Lord brings us on a journey not just to, just to deliver us, but we can help deliver other people. Amen. And that's what he wants to do.
1: Looking forward to
0: it. So tell us a little bit about your backstory.
1: Amen. I would like to begin uh, my testimony um, in reference to experiencing depression and anxiety with a song that I think is really appropriate in reference to helping to heal uh, depression and anxiety from a spiritual perspective. It's a very familiar song. I'll sing the second verse. Let not your heart be troubled. His tender word I hear. And resting on his goodness, I lose my doubts and fears. Though by the path he leadeth. One step I may see, his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches you. Hey, man. I had a little mishap, you. so forgive me for that one. <laughs>
0: That's good. All right. Very good.
1: So to begin my testimony... Um, i've been experiencing uh, extreme high and low mood swings ever since I was a child, and i didn't understand why as much as I do, obviously now, but uh, and I had a well a very terrible upbringing mm-hmm. growing up with uh, my mother dying when I was three years old and and my father not around i didn't really know uh, who he was. And then I found out years, years later it was someone else. He was a he was a doctor, mm-hmm. and I I like knowing that. Yeah. but he he, he didn't um, he didn't acknowledge me. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. I know who my spiritual heavenly father Amen. is. Amen. Amen. But in any event, um, so I was, my life was characterized with uh, extreme high and low mood swings, mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't until maybe six years ago I was, I, was, I was diagnosed with being type two bipolar. Mm-hmm. Now I'm sure that most of us realize that generally speaking, we all are bipolar. We all right. have ext- uh, low, low and high mood swings. But those of us who have extreme high and low swings are, are uh, characterized by being that bipolar. And so. Um, so your highs are very high and your lows are very low. Exactly. I mean, people like being around me when I'm in a high, (laughs) but they run away from me when I'm experiencing lows. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the the characteristics are so diverse. You know, when I when I when I'm experiencing the high mood swings, I have all type of uh, vision, brother. Mm -hmm. Really. Mm -hmm. And uh, but when I'm having lows, I have no vision whatsoever. I have no good thought about myself, and the enemy comes in he, and takes advantage of the open door, and he literally puts his foot on my neck, and I even feel mm-hmm. his presence.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Amen. But anyhow, God has blessed me with a great measure of of, of experiencing a victory over those mood swings, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't wait for us to talk more about uh, what that looks like.
0: Amen. Amen. And you are you are not alone in this experience, and so it's good for people to to realize that if they are suffering from uh, depression or anxiety or high highs and low lows, there's other Christians that have gone through that.
1: Amen. You know, I tell you, brother, it's uh, it's like epidemic proportions, yes. and especially during the uh, the uh, pandemic. Amen. You know, uh, and so um, and and it and work, can work, work to your, your favor if you just come to a place where God is trying to bring all of us to saved and lost alike, the same place where we would be willing to humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. Then he obviously promises that he would hear from heaven. Uh, We confess that he would hear from heaven and forgive our sins. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's part of the whole process, which makes it a good thing. You know, I I tell people that I, I praise God for the pandemic. Yeah, You know, the uh, the greatest worry that a Christian might have is the greatest blessing, right? That they can have, and that is they could die and go to heaven. Go to heaven, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and uh, uh, and and in, 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 in the sovereignty of God tells us that the only people who are going to be contracted with the virus and die are those who, by God's design, mm-hmm. you know, we all have an appointed place to die. And so the point I'm, I'm right. trying to make is this: you know, we you might you might uh, you might not you might contract the, the the uh the sickness and we understand that pestilences are from God. That's right. And, uh and even if you just just get sick, well bless God and take care of yourself. Be mm-hmm. careful to take care of yourself mm-hmm. and just trust God. Amen.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so if there there's a person that um they're they're feeling down and and it's uh something that's in their flesh. I mean they're just depressed because we do carry around a fallen Flesh, our our mind mm-hmm. is fallen, Amen. and so there's certain people. I mean, you read about Charles Haddon Spurgeon. He had dark, dark, deep moments. He'd Amen. say to his people that uh, you know that some of the dark valleys that I've been in, I uh, wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. And uh, same with Doctor Martin Lloyd Jones. Same thing. He had went through a long season in his life where he was very depressed. Wrote a book, it was actually a series of sermons about spiritual depression. Wow. And, and so, so it's not, uh, so being depressed is something you can identify as that's from fallen flesh. Then you can do something about it. What do you do about it?
1: Well, brother, you know what? It's interesting. And I, I got to confess because you, you suggested I read Dr. Lloyd's book and I haven't read it yet. <laughs> so I'm going to get right on it. Yeah. But even in that, you know, God allows it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He allows it. You know, I, wouldn't you, 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 could, you could, Let's think about it. Couldn't you see? That um, even as Apostle Paul, that there's things that God has to do to humble all of us. Right. Amen. You know, we think about Second uh, Corinthians chapter 12. Mm-hmm. You know, when Paul, what Paul was, uh, we don't, really don't know exactly what he was going through when he came to a conclusion after asking God to heal him or mm-hmm. deliver him. Uh, Three times, and we know that it must have been very, very earnestly and and through fasting and prayer. And then when he heard from God, he said, his grace is sufficient Mm -hmm. in our weakness. Well, Paul came to the place where he immediately said, well, I would rather glory in my infirmities, Amen. amen, so that the power of Christ might rest upon me. Yes, Amen. and and he understood that, and he meant it. Yes. Amen. And as a result of the great revelations that he had, right. you know, and and I would imagine that even with a, a brother like Spurgeon, man, yeah. Yeah. you know, still known as the, the Prince of Preachers, yes. where well, he needed that to humble him mm-hmm. and to remind mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. that uh, and allow and to allow God to live His life through him. Amen. It it it, it really relates to the whole concept. Of the exchanged life. Yeah. I am crucified with yeah. Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not mm-hmm. I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith yes. of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Yeah. That's the crucified life. Amen. And that's the place that God and, wants and the, to bring. The Lord helps up. us with the crucifixion, too, because, you know,
0: Paul said, I, I won't have any confidence in the flesh. Mm. Well, he did have a thorn in the flesh, a, you know, a messenger
1: to remind him that he was only flesh. Amen. Yeah. So that's a blessing. And the thing we need to keep in mind if you're a Christian is that God's dealings with Christians is always in love, mm-hmm. always in love, even in judgment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now he loves the unsaved. There's no question. He wants everybody to get saved, right. you know, but uh, it's not that he loves Christians more. I don't believe, but that, that um, he just, for, for example, when we become a child of God, He deals with us differently than He does on right. someone who is not a child of God. Right. Amen. Yeah. And that dealing is always in love. Right. Amen. And, and so that should be an encouragement for everybody to remember or to understand and know.
0: And so, in you know, in Hebrews chapter number twelve, where it talks about the chastening of the Lord, uh, you can take every trial as uh, as a catalyst to get you closer to God. Amen. And so, if you do have an an issue with depression or you're battling some sort of um illness or sickness that keeps you down because let's just face it if you're sick in body a lot of times it's funny how i feel more spiritual after i've had a couple cups of coffee yeah. <laughs> right but you know that those cups of coffee didn't make you spiritual just did something to your flesh and um and so when you're sick in the flesh a lot of times you feel like
1: you're down spiritually Well, you know, brother, I'm glad you you opened that door of conversation because the the thing I want to share with you in reference to how to experience uh, um, victory over depression and anxiety um, has everything to do with living a holistic life, Mm -hmm. realizing that God created you to be a a spirit, soul, and a body. Right. And you can't separate one from another. Right. One aspect affects the other. Amen. 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 But with, this, with the spiritual being the most important one. Amen.
0: Amen. Because I think of Paul even when he, he talks about uh, to the Corinthian church, you shouldn't be joined to a harlot because the body, physical, is the temple of the Holy Ghost.
1: Amen, brother.
0: So, of course, you just shouldn't be with a harlot, but also you ought to be taking care of the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is your physical body. Amen. And Amen. And all three of those, uh, the trichotomy of man, all three of them, Spirit, soul, and body are are tied in one with another.
1: Amen, brother. And you know, as you look at that portion of scripture in First Corinthians chapter six, it talks about, you know, that we need to glorify God in our in our, our body and mm-hmm. our soul. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make any any clear reference to the spirit. However, there's times that the spirit and the soul, the word spirit and soul, are used interchangeably. Right. So I, I actually see that whole concept there. And to really validate that comment as you look over the first Thessalonians chapter five verse 17, the word of God tells us that, you know, when God, the way God designed us, the way he created us in his likeness is his image as a three part being. It talks about, uh, the spirit, the soul
2: and the body. Mm-hmm.
1: Amen. Mm-hmm. And right from the garden, God fashioned us that way. As a matter of fact, um, um, doing a series of lessons on the model of man. And, and I'm taking advantage of the opportunity and time to uh, speak about that in depth. But anyhow, in reference to the moment, you know, um, and perhaps for the sake of time, I don't know how much time is, is, is allotted to this conversation that we're having, but I would like to switch gears now and, mm-hmm. and talk about how we can experience at least a measure of victory
2: yes. over
1: disp- depression and anxiety with this in mind. Uh, there are some folks who are cl- uh, clinically uh, depressed right and uh, and have anxiety mm-hmm. and uh, so and praise the Lord that's not everyone right you know and and those people they have to uh, take more means in helping mm-hmm. them even unto you and know, i'll be, have to be careful I don't know what the audience is, but I know that at one point, That uh, uh, psychotropic drugs were spoken against, Mm -hmm. even by me, for many, many years. And I understand Mm -hmm. the breakthrough, you know, from a medical perspective that some of them are are okay, Mm -hmm. at least as a bridge to get you where God would have you to go. Right now, I I, I was diagnosed type two bipolar, which is not as extreme as one who has bipolar one. Right, very extreme, very, very extreme. And I know some people like that. Mm-hmm. and uh it's no joking matter no it really
0: isn't and the brain is an organ a physical organ and sometimes that organ can be sick exactly and it doesn't have to do just with process of thinking it
1: has to do um chemical imbalances right right, right. right. and that's the whole and, and so
0: you know in, in pastoring or as a minister you don't want you know my wife is a pharmacist so she's taught me a lot or maybe i just ask her questions you know so she's there but yeah you don't tell somebody as a pastor get off those drugs you say no talk to your doctor i did that
1: yeah i did that one day and uh the person came back and said you told me to do that and they happened to be bipolar one yes and uh suicide, almost, almost very suicidal. Yes. And it really was, the onus was back on me again. Right. You know, I've, I've come to a place where I realize and I'm, uh, I'm not smart enough or dumb enough to tell people to take meds or not to take meds. That's right. I'm not qualified to make that decision. Yes. Amen. Yes. But I, I, I will say this, that we always need to be careful. And my pastor says this all the time, Pastor Kevin Pesky, you know, too, too many people are too quick to take a pill, then go to their knees. Yes. That's where it starts. Amen. 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 And God can tell you, and this just came to me. This is a revelation. (laughs) It shouldn't be. God can let us know whether we need medication or not. Yes. One thing I I would encourage a person to do, uh, whether it's a physical or a spiritual uh, illness, take a holistic approach. Amen. You know, so and you're saying minister to spirit, spirit, soul, soul, and and body, all three, and 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 to try to find someone who has that wisdom that we Mm -hmm. are a three part being. Yes, because one of the problems I had when I was going through the first measure of treatment for the bipolar condition, as it associates with anxiety and depression, is that I had a psychiatrist that all he understood was to minister to the physical aspect of man. Mm -hmm. And hence, he wanted to give me all kinds of, I mean, heavy doses Mm -hmm. of drugs, Mm -hmm. one of which was called Mm Depracote, which is a very powerful drug. And another one was Xanax. It was so powerful that I literally had to uh, uh, go through withdrawals to get off of it, literally like a junkie. And even now, the doctors are very cautious in prescribing Xanax for almost anybody because of the effects that it has. Sure. You know, which uh, translates not only to uh, hurting you, uh, your, 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 body and your soul, but also from a spiritual perspective as well. Yes.
0: And, and I, I think as Americans, we are trained by the uh, pharmaceutical industry, um, you know not not the diet not the exercise first thing you need is a pill to lower your blood pressure to lower your blood sugar right. instead of just hey did you try diet and exercise first okay let's try that and then we'll see if we need a pill but a lot of times we're very quick to run to get those those pills and a lot of them there's long-term implications
1: once you start in, in, uh, the trade-off is terrible in the sense that they could be used as a band-aid mm-hmm. You Know, yes. and, and as we mentioned earlier, you know, some folks really need some sort of medications, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, let, let me say this before I move on to it to this whole concept spirit, soul, and body is that it's been said, and I've found it to be more true let your food be your medicine, amen, to eat properly, yes. Because, uh, but anyhow, that enough said there, let me move on to this whole perspective of spirit, soul, and body. Mm-hmm. So, um um, this whole perspective of experiencing victory over anxiety and depression has everything to do with uh, taking a holistic approach. Realizing that God created us a spirit, soul, and body. As a matter of fact, that reference needs to be read. I don't need to paraphrase that, brother. Could you? Do you have a? I don't know if I have it in here. Well, anyhow, uh, First Thessalonians chapter five, mm-hmm. verse seventeen. Yeah, if you can get that, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll pull sing I'll it up here. Okay. Of course, we're looking at the KJV, okay?
2: <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs>
1: it literally makes a difference. Yes, it does. Amen. Because I've read that verse in other versions, and it doesn't hardly say the same in many of those. Other you said 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 17. That is pray without ceasing. Okay, well, uh, 524, 2324.
0: 24. Okay, 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Amen. And so, in reference to the model of man, in reference to how God designed us and how to des- he designed us to function properly. Amen. The way he created Adam, Mm -hmm. spirit, soul, and body. Mm -hmm. There's a teaching there that uh, I'll leave information or I'll give you opportunity to uh, to share that information to you. I can give you, uh, I don't know, technical terms, a website or something to Mm -hmm. get that particular information. And maybe it'll just serve as a reminder for many or even help to piece that whole thing together because unfortunately, too many people don't understand that I don't I don't know why uh, that whole concept uh today Mm -hmm. and I can I can say that because I've been around for a while
0: oh yeah yeah and and so um it's kind of like you know it's kind of like uh the farmer realizes like with his cows that if he eats if he feeds them a certain kind of high grade premium grain mm. they grow bigger they grow faster they grow stronger there's more of a cow there to bring to slaughter and they're healthier they produce more milk and at the same time that same farmer is going to go down and have burgers and milkshakes for lunch <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and have a prayer request at church. You know, pray. You know, pray for my uh, health needs. You know, I got kidney problems or this. Or
1: well said, brother. Yeah. Now that's very convicting.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I, Men- I, ate, I ate minister to the trichotomy.
1: I ate I ate at Burger King the other night, oh. last night, and I, but anyhow, that's another story. <laughs> I'm working on. And it. And you always pay for that too, don't I? I'm there's, working on
0: it. There's a price to pay for eating a Burger King. Well, Mason. Than mine. <laughs> For that five minutes of mouth pleasure, man, you know. Well, I'll say
1: this much: at least it wasn't McDonald's. (laughs) That's right. That stuff doesn't digest. No. All right. So, anyhow, with this whole concept of taking a a holistic approach to healing, and by the way, you can't—I don't know if you can see this—but I have a a two-page document that details the, uh, the the method that I took from a holistic perspective to experience victory mm-hmm. over these extreme and highs and low mood swings. And I, and I will tell you this, I've itemized some things that I must do to mm-hmm. experience this victory. And I, uh, I gave this to uh, uh, Pastor Jack, but I didn't show him the updated version because in the updated version, I will get you a copy of that, brother. I put boxes, check boxes yeah. over each one. Amen. The checklist. Around. It's a checklist. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. And because so it's your battle plan. Exactly. And if I don't adhere to it, if I don't adhere to it, I'll fall like a ton of bricks. Amen. And uh, and that that happened to me. What do you think
0: everybody need a, needs to have a checklist? Everyone needs to have a battle plan.
1: No doubt. My pastor, when he first read this, because uh, I was going through extreme uh, the mood swings. And uh, one, 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 one season, I'm, I'm as high as a kite. And, uh, but then when I go into depression, I'm, I'm able to do anything. All right? And so when I was going to institute, I couldn't even do, do the work. Yeah. I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't read. Didn't want to. Didn't care to. And that was, you know, and but when I'm on high, you couldn't, you couldn't beat me to the classroom, right? And so I, I, I unfortunately I had to drop out of a lot of classes. Mm-hmm. He was teaching uh, this one class on, on missionaries, and uh, it was a, it was, it was done in a in a a very high level of teaching, mm-hmm. and I loved it, even though you know I, I I'm not the seminary type. You know, I, I didn't have any real education like that. You know, I, I'm like, a, I, like maybe perhaps um, uh, Moody. Yes. You know, uh, in reference to not going to uh, you know, school and that sort of thing. And I always, but anyhow, the point I'm trying to make is this that when he got concerned and he, he, he told me, he said, Tony, what are you doing pragmatically about these mood swings? He said, let me know. And I said, okay, it took me six months to write up this paper to explain what I am doing about it. Yeah. And at first I, I was really embarrassed because it took me six months to dry, draw it up. But after I looked at it, I said, you know what? That was God's design. Now I can show him this paper mm-hmm. and he could see what I am doing as opposed to what I'm going to do. Right. And when he read it, it really blew him away. He was very, very much impressed. Yeah. As a matter of fact, as he read it and others, other pastoral staff read it, they said, wow, this is what everybody needs to be doing. And so I would like to maybe even read through some of these, brothers. Absolutely. Tell us what's on your checklist. Okay. Okay, here we go. Uh, the heading says, for the, uh, this is a bipolar update number two. This is the second update that I wrote. The purpose for this update is to emphasize what I what am I doing to treat this disorder and how I am doing uh, in spite of it. Number one, I had a caregiving team of people that were, that were, that were helping me to manage this, uh, this disorder. I had counselors, and for example, the top of the list is Pastor Kevin Pesky, Pastor Mike Metzger, Our uh, counseling pastor at our church, Dr. John Woodward, Dr. John Amayo, a great counselor. You may even know of him. Dr. uh, Dr. Catherine Tan, my primary physician and a sister, Beth Giordano. And this was my counseling team. Mm -hmm. You know, I met with people, these people, A multitude of counselors. Exactly. You notice I didn't have a psychiatrist in here. Yeah. Okay. Now I don't, I'm not, I'm not downplaying psychiatry.
0: And can I ask you a question about that? Um, does a person need to, if they're feeling depressed, need to talk to somebody? Because somebody might look at that and say, well, none of those people are licensed counselors. None of those people are um, psychiatrists or psychologists. Well,
1: that's a good question. I can answer that with, with scripture. Word of God says, uh, um, Psalms one, you should, you should know that by heart. Walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. I was stalling, brother, because I I had a brain (laughs) lapse.
0: Blessed is the man. All
1: right. Go ahead, quote it.
0: Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he He shall shall be be like like a tree tree planted planted
1: by the rivers of water, Mm -hmm. that brings forth his seed. And that's what you're trying to do:
0: be planted, not blown to and fro.
1: And so, in the the respect to counseling, it doesn't have to be a professional person; Mm -hmm. just another Christian. Who knows the book, right? Exactly. And who's walking and and meditating on the word. Who can speak the
0: word into your life.
1: Exactly. So in reference to this whole team, you know, I purposely put my pastor at the top of the list. Right. Because I got a great deal of counseling in reference to And although you
0: know the Bible, um, a lot of times when you're in a funk, you can't see the forest or the
1: trees, right? Amen. Let me share this testimony with you concerning how my pastor counseled me through this whole thing. He did a, he did a series of lessons on the book of Joshua mm-hmm. and I'm squirming, you know, mm-hmm. in the seat and he's making reference to living the crucified life and, you know, meditating on the word and, you know, just, but that, that whole perspective and I'm, conv- and I know all these verses. Mm-hmm. I know I'm better than him because I'm older than him. Amen. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking he's picking on me. <laughs> <laughs> he bet he was. It was the Holy Spirit, man. He's trying to encourage me. Right. And for for the for the the weeks that he went through it. One day I'm I'm praising God for him, and next day I'm saying, Oh my goodness, all he understands is the the spiritual aspect. He doesn't know what I'm going through in my spirit and my body because he's never gone through it. Yeah. And part of that was true. Yeah. But God used that more profoundly than any other counseling I got. Mm-hmm. And I praise God for that. Amen. Amen. So we need to you you don't need a psychiatrist, and and not only that, it doesn't have to be a pastor. It can be a mm-hmm. brother or sister in Christ who are walking with the Lord. Right, God will speak to them and through them for you. Right, that's why it's so important that when you get saved, that you you uh, you 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 become faithful to to fellowshipping in the house of God and with God's people.
0: Uh, you know, pastors have a joke that uh, they do all their they do counseling three times a week: Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, and um, but you you realize the people that you counsel in reality you know what i mean by that come you on, know in church on. service but the people that you counsel the most as a pastor are the people who come to church the least most of the times and that's because they're not, if you're in the assembly, it talks about Ecclesiastes chapter number 12, that the words of the wise are as goads, you know, and then it's, they're like nails fastened. Mm-hmm. So you are more stable and more settled in life if you're constantly in the assembly of believers talking to men and women of God, fellowshipping with them.
1: Well, you know, by experience, don't you, brother? And it's so important. And that's really, it makes it so difficult uh, with the pandemic. Because on one hand, mm-hmm. Satan uh, uh, is thinking he's winning the battle right. by, by keeping uh, Christians from assembling. Right. However, though, God is turning the table, and Amen. it depends. And and, and, and and what I mean by that is, as long as someone is faithfully taking advantage of all the opportunities that God gives us, whether it be uh, through the the uh, uh, media, you know, and uh, however to fellowship with the brethren and be under the ministry of the word of God, they're more than likely going to have a better time through this pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, I had mentioned that the, uh, I I struggled because I didn't adhere to the disciplines uh, during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I allowed it as a result. I allowed that to trigger me. Sure. Downhill. Sure. And, and even in the process, I realized I had the choice yeah, but because of the flesh, and I'm not blaming the flesh because that's me, right? You know, I chose not to. Yeah, Amen. you know, I started binging on television. I knew better,
2: mm-hmm.
1: brother. Mm-hmm. I need all the crime and all of the. It, it violates the Ten Commandments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. When I'm walking with God, you can't get me in front of a television. Right. Yeah, you don't just don't have a need for it. There's no, no desire. desire. no right. desire. No desire.
0: What yeah, and that? so there is a strong temptation there, and then you see in our society, uh, you know, suicide hotlines are up six hundred percent right now. No kidding. And in uh, in LA County, where they have the massive lockdown, that there's more deaths by suicide than there are by coronavirus. And so this is a epidemic, not just a pandemic, but an epidemic of depression and suicide.
1: Yeah. Well, what's the answer? If my people mm-hmm. would cause, because God, God, God fashion this thing to bring everyone saved and lost to a place of humility. Mm -hmm. Amen. So, and and moving on, I'll just breeze through some of these. Uh, So, I talked about the counselors. Now, not only did I have those counselors, but I had additional counselors and prayer and accountability partners. My wife, Yvonne. Mm -hmm. Now, her counsel to me... (laughs) You told me this. This is good. Okay. During the times where... <laughs> my extreme highs. And then when she's experiencing, cause she's, uh, she catches it <laughs> extreme low. She said, Tony, let me counsel you. <laughs> she said, when you're feeling high, <laughs> act like you're feeling low. <laughs> and then when you're feeling low, act like you're feeling, feeling high. high. Yeah. And then you'll find your balance. Right in the middle.
0: <laughs> you land right in the middle.
1: That's, that's awesome. That's a wise woman. Right That's there. my wife. We've been married for 43 years. Mm-hmm. I call her my brown sugar. She, <laughs> she calls me chocolate thunder. Uh, and so the next bullet is uh, well, I didn't have it here, but in my updated one, mm-hmm. I, uh, I need to hold myself accountable accountable mm-hmm. to the disciplines. And that's why I brought the, the checklist. Uh, checklist. Then I talked about other pastors that were not on the uh, past. but well, they are on the pastoral st- staff, but this brother used to be my senior pastor, George Grace, uh, Pastor Richard Shear, Pastor Hector Sotomayor, uh, Pastor Jose Rodriguez, pa- uh, Pastor Evangelist Missionary Tom Stiles. These are all good brothers in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, and then some other brothers of uh, Mike Ireland and just a, a bunch of fellows that, that ministered to me during uh, the difficult times. And it's important that we, we fellowship with the brethren, yeah. you know, for the encouragement and for prayer and, you know, because the enemy really comes at you. That's right. You know, uh, I was reading in a commentary written by Dr. Uh, Wilmington, uh, and he had mentioned that Satan – uh, talking about how Satan comes after us, and he talked about the sixteen deadly D's, and one of the deadly D's was depression. Sure, it's a tool of the enemy. Amen. Discouragement. Yeah. disunity
0: Yes. And and I, you know, I think of uh, Joshua.
1: Here's the second page. Okay, mark that
0: too. But um, oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, I, I hate it when you're preaching, you know, and you get the page numbers messed up. you ever, you ever been there? You think, wait, something's not right here. You know, I, you know didn't, I does, didn't want you to
1: do one of them. Well, sometimes, sometimes it, it's God. <laughs> That's Get right. rid of the notes and just <laughs> That's, right. It. That's right. <laughs> yeah, just
0: put it that But I, I think of uh, how, how many times did Moses tell the people to encourage Joshua?
2: Amen.
0: I mean, again and again and again. Amen. And I imagine Moses is speaking from personal experience because he was probably so depressed time, time, and again. Mm-hmm. You know, when he smote the rock twice, I, I'm sure... That if it was you or I, man, we would have been smiting 50 or 60 times and smiting some people on top of that, you know?
1: Moses was said to be the meekest man ever. Right. Amen. And so, yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he would never see that in me. So
0: you've you got to, you know, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. So depression definitely is a tool of the enemy, and we ought to be able to identify that.
1: Amen. Thank you, brother. I appreciate your help in these notes because I should make this point to be very, very clear. Mm-hmm. My primary caregiver, physician, prayer and accountability partner and in, in, in is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He, he counsels concerning this disorder and my entire life. This is his counsel. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except to abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do everything." Is that right? No? Now, without me zero. You can do nothing whatsoever. And in that whole concept of abiding relationship uh, simply defined by Jesus himself, it's, uh, uh, he says this, "As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except as the abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. And that speaks of being totally dependent. The natural branch is totally dependent on the natural vine. Well, the Lord wants us to live our lives like that, as a natural branch that gets everything it needs from the vine, Jesus being the vine. Amen. Amen. And that includes the things that we need, spirit, soul, and body. Here's a great commentary uh, that really kind of explains this and emphasizes this, one of the best ways I've ever see and this is a, it goes like this while things are going well we feel elated when hardship comes we sink into depression but true joy transcends those ways of circumstances joy comes from i don't have my glasses consistent relationship with jesus christ when our lives are intertwined with his, when we're abiding in him, he will help us to walk through adversity without sinking into debilitating lows and manage prosperity without moving with deceptive highs. The joy of living with Jesus keeps keeps us level-headed no matter how high or low our circumstances. That's good. That is very cool. I'd like to say I wrote that, but it doesn't make any <laughs> difference. The Holy Spirit wrote this. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Now, that, that works for me as long as I choose to abide in Christ. This is, is, is to begin and to continue to remain in fellowship with him. In other words, staying close enough to him to allow him to live his life mm-hmm. through you. Mm-hmm. And if you do, then he'll, you'll be able to bear the only fruit that his spirit produces. Amen. And that's the likeness of Jesus.
0: Amen. I think there's two instances in the Bible. And I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Uh, but David is fleeing from Absalom. Absalom's mm. taking over Jerusalem. Jo- and, and, and then um, they're fleeing the city. And his enemy there, and I can't think of the name, Solomon, later on, killed him. But he says, go up, thou bloody man, thou uh,
2: bloody man. Remember that? Yeah.
0: And his mighty men said, let me slay him. He said, no, maybe the Lord will uh, see it and requite me good. He used the curses of his enemy as a tool of humbling himself. Mm -hmm. So he said, I'm going to take what you've said about me, and I'm going to humble myself, and then maybe God will reward me for it. Amen. And then I think of Jacob, too. When Jacob was touched with the thorn in the flesh, he's touched in the sinew of his thigh, his thigh shrank. Amen. He held on to Jesus. Amen. It's like when you're in a fight and somebody gets— you know, if somebody rings your bell, you got to get in close to them and hold on to them. And so you take it, de- you know, a time of depression. That's the time to say, I'm just going to hold on. I'm going to humble myself and uh, just get real close to Jesus. I'm going
1: to use it as a tool. You know, I, uh, I do a lot of singing. I, uh, I have a passion uh, for baritone, not just because I am one. But in our society, you don't hear many baritones anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I, I kind of label myself the big brown baritone brother from another mother.
2: Amen. Amen. And
1: so I always kind of make sure that I put that baritone anytime I'm singing. Yeah. And uh, folks that know me, they know me at the singing pastor. And I, I tell them, I said, you know what? <laughs> I sing not only because I'm happy, but my singing is my preaching. It's always with purpose, yeah. And so, one of my favorite songs is the one I'd sing, "His Eyes on the Sparrow." And uh, my daughter-in-law, my ex-daughter-in-law, who is bipolar, she told me, she said, "Dad, she she counsels me real well." She said, "Dad, you're always singing when you're high. How come you're not singing when you're low, Dad? Those are the times that you really need to sing those praises." Amen. It's not easy. But by faith, you just got to do it. Amen. And that's part, of, that's part of the healing process.
0: And that helps you when you're, when you're in a dark place. You just go ahead and, and offer up the sacrifice of praise.
1: Amen. And that's, and, you know, one of the songs is one I, I, I uh, led into the conversation with. And I just want to do verses the, 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 the song, the part of the song that is really more knowledge, uh, people understand or under, uh, better understand. Anyhow, um, why should I feel discouraged and why should the shadow come why should my heart feel lonely and long for heaven and home when Jesus is my portion A constant friend is he, for his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he cares for me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he cares for me. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. For His eye is on the sparrow, and I know He cares for you. Amen.
0: Amen. I wish Amen. I could sing with you, but no one would appreciate it if I did. So, oh, no,
1: just make a joyful <laughs> note. And you're better than you see. You, you're down on yourself, you, brother. I've heard you sing. You can sing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, amen. That's good stuff.
1: It's too bad you're not baritone, but you can sing.
0: <laughs> and, you, man, you, you, go in, uh, you go into Walmart sing. You
2: go in everywhere and sing, yeah. And people,
1: man, people love it. Well, as a matter of fact, I went to Walmart when your wife wasn't there. Yeah. And I sang to one of the counselors there, yeah. really the, uh, the pharmacist. All right. And I said, you tell uh, uh, Sister Young that I was here in the store and I came to see her. And I said, this is how you're going to remember me. I'll sing a song for you. And you can say the singing pastor came by. Yeah. And if I had time, I'd, I'd give you a snippet of what I sung. And I was ministering to her.
2: Yeah. And it's a,
1: what I'll do with some of the songs, are real good secular songs, I'll remix them. And, and I, I like to sing this song. I get people following me around the store. And they start asking me, where do you go to church? Where do you pass? <laughs> I want to come to your church. But anyhow, it's a song that goes like this. Can I do that? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. It goes like this. Lean on. Watch the change in the words. Lean on him. When you're not strong, he'll be your friend. He'll help you carry on and on. It won't be long till you're going to need the Lord to lean on. You just call on Jesus when you need a friend. We all need the Lord to lean on. You just will have a problem. He'll understand we all need Jesus to lean on. And here's the hook. So please swallow your pride and call on him. The reason why people don't come to Christ for salvation or other needs is because of pride. Yeah. Hey, that's awesome. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Love it. Amen. Love it. So how much more time do you want to do? It's up to you. Well, what do you
0: what do you think and Because we um we got to do this again. This is awesome. People are gonna love this.
1: Well, we can continue with the yeah, same theme wh- if you want, and I'll, I'll run through these. But I want you to know that these uh these checklists, this checklist is available to anybody that wants it. Amen. All you have to do is you know some way we'll what, figure what? out a way to contact or I can put it. I don't know. Do I? I you can. Put I it
0: I can put it in the show notes for the podcast, and okay. I will type that right up in there. Okay. And is there is there like a spot that you do you have a website or anything like that
1: or some way
0: for the the folks to look you up?
1: Yeah, I. uh, I tell you what, because I'm still in the learning phase, Because more and more people, especially these young pastors, you know, they're more technical savvy and they're asking for all this stuff. I got an opportunity to preach in Tennessee. And the guy said, "Well, send me a, send me a website, send me all this information." I'm thinking, "Oh my goodness, okay, it's, it's about time I cut my teeth." I said all that to say this. Uh, I'll let you show me, brother, what I need to do to make this stuff available.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah, and I, and um, I will put those in the. Sh- I'll put it in the show notes so they can just when they listen to the podcast, scroll down to the show notes, and um, I'll put them in there. Amen. And so they'll have them right in there. And, um, man, we love you and appreciate you. Thanks for being a blessing. Now, he's going, to come, he's going to come to LBBC one of these Sundays. We had to reschedule. He was on the schedule, but the coronavirus knocked him out of the schedule. And um, But he's going to spend a whole day talking about uh, this. What, what, do you, what would you call the Sunday that you're with us? What are we calling that Sunday? Mm. How to overcome anxiety and depression. Well, you know what I, the I, the I, Christian and
1: depression or something. I, I had a title in mind, it must have been the Lord told me to get that right before I saw you and I just forgot it. But it yeah. had something to the effect of how to experience victory. Uh, victory over anxiety and depression from a holistic perspective.
0: Amen. How's that? Amen. That sounds good.
1: You got to remind me. People
0: of that. are well people are are dealing with that. I mean, that's the real world. That's uh reality 101. Amen. And uh I just you know, in, in perspective with that, I just did a, a sermon a few weeks ago. It was on a Wednesday night. Uh, but it was the battle for the mind. Mm. And so many, anytime you preach about, uh, you know, capturing your thoughts, bringing them into captivity and, and the practical nitty gritty of, because the, the, your mind is the spiritual battleground. No As question. a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And,
1: and so we, we have to, Yield those thoughts. Pastor, this is one of the prayers that I pray for you. Mm -hmm. Father, help Jack, please, to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and to bring every thought into obedience and captivity. He might be able to revenge all disobedience when he's obedient. I pray in Christ's name. And I I pray that wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. because it's necessary. It's real. If you're going to have victory in the spiritual Mm -hmm. realm, amen? Because the battle, you know, it's not only the battle is is in the mind, it's for the mind. Mm -hmm. And the act of disobedience means that Satan wins for that moment. So God wants us to be obedient in everything. We only do that by the spirit. Amen. So anyhow, uh, um, anyone that, that uh, feel led to, to uh, allow me to come in and, and minister this whole concept of the spirit, soul, and body, I'll be glad to, to, to do it if uh, the timing is right. I just got a meeting with uh, um, a pastor friend in the area by the name of Jeff, Jeff uh, Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he wanted me to consider leading an evangelistic conference but when I told him about this, he said, forget the conference. Right. I want this. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, this, yeah, it's right, right where people live. Amen. Yeah, amen. amen. And you're, you're going to be a blessing there. You'll be a blessing here when we get you on the docket, when we can uh, officially open up. We have unofficially opened up. Don't tell anybody. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah,
1: when we officially open up, we're going to get you in. Do me a favor, brother, and yourself, if you want me to do that, um, give me a date as soon as you can. So I can lock it in because people are asking me, you know, all the time. And I, and I want we will to do like, that.
0: Oh, we will do that.
1: You could, you could be my pastor. Uh,
0: no, Amen. no, I mean that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. You
1: could be my pastor. Amen. I've been watching you all your life. Yeah. I got away from it. Hey, chip while. off the old block, huh? Oh my goodness. His dad. <laughs> no, no, I mean that. He's, he's Papa. Amen. He's Papa. Amen. Oh,
0: in closing, I thought of this story. So, you were going visiting with my dad way uh, back in the in the day. It was just you and him. I think he either pulled the car over.
1: I'll tell you. Let me explain. Yeah. It. Okay. And so, um, I had gotten saved through First Bible Baptist Church uh, back in 1979, and uh, uh, I walked away. Because I didn't like the church, I didn't like the spirit of the church. I'm here. I am a black inner city guy, and a lot of folks there at the time were Ruckmanites, and no, nothing against Ruckman. I, I better understand Ruckman now than I ever than I ever did. At one point, I had issues with him because, you know, he mentioned being being a, a, a bigot, mm-hmm. and so anyhow, I got saved and I left the church and wandered in the wilderness in the city where I lived for three years. But God in His providence put me. I was working right next to one of the deacons at heritage. Amen. Who was it? Delver Plank. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's my uncle. Yeah. Plank. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so he was always mildly pray for me and encourage me to come to church. Never forced me mm-hmm. for years. He did that. And so one day he asked me to go to church and I said, I'll go. I said, where is the church? He said, way out in Palmyra. I said, where is that? He said, Oh, about an hour away in the, in the boonies. And I said, he thinks I'm going to, I said, I'm a fool. I'll go. (laughs) But you're not going to expect me to keep going because I ain't driving that far Uh every Sunday to go Uh to church. And so I did go. And uh, to make a a long story short, I go to church. And pastor were preaching messages, man. They was so relatable and so true and so simple. He was making the the message plain. And every time he'd give an invitation, every time he gave an invitation, I would raise my hand but not being sure if I was saved. And so after three months, he said, "Uh, Tony, I want you to go on visitation with me. I said, okay, I'll go. I trust you. I'll let you take me anywhere. And so, and I had been going on visitation because I joined the visitation team at a very young age. And I was learning how to lead folks to Christ, and so I'm thinking I've arrived. So we're going to go win all these souls. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and so he takes me and up in the hills, up in uh, Palmyra, way up there in the hills. And it was ugly up there because it was uh, right before winter. right dead of winter? And he drives me up in the hills, and I'm thinking, and my father said, I "Said, Pastor, what are you doing, man? Where are you taking me?" He said, I, I thought we were going to go on. I said, well, I thought we were going on visitation. He said, Tony, we are. I'm visiting you. <laughs> and then he asked me, he said, how come you always raise your hand in reference to not being sure of your salvation? Because I said, I'm not going to lie to God. I wasn't sure. I wasn't living right. I, didn't, I just didn't fully understand. I was a babe. And uh, then he told me this profound thing. He said, listen, Tony, I can't give you assurance. Only the Holy Spirit can. You need to go home and sit and ask the Holy Spirit to give you assurance of salvation. That night, I went home and I sat sat in my lounging chair and I asked the Holy Spirit, tearfully asked the Holy Spirit to show me whether I'm saved or not. And when I stopped praying, I lifted up my head and right over my chair was a verse, for by grace are you saved through faith. And I knew at that moment the Holy Spirit was giving me assurance. And I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about it. Amen. Me too. And after that, uh, my wife got saved. uh, And all all of my kids that were born at that time got saved. Amen. So he's not only my papa, he's all of our papa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Oh, that's a blessing. Well, God bless you. And thank you so much. We all love you here. And uh, our, our church people just love you. They love to see you when you're coming for different meetings and walking through the
1: doors here. And you're a blessing to a lot of folks. And so. Speaking of love, I'm going to go a step further. Not only do I love you. But I like you too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm glad because you got to love me because you got to love even your enemies, exactly. right? So yeah, the difference between liking and loving. God doesn't like. Sometimes on paper you have to love somebody, but uh, it's one thing. So I appreciate the fact that uh, you like me as well. Well, God, well, God bless everyone who listened. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast and make sure you share it if you enjoyed it. And then also, if you need more information, go to PastorJack.org. God bless you all. Have a good day.
1: This is powerful, man. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I'll be-